Hello and welcome to The Boy and the Bear. The podcast that proves that we've all got friends on the other side of the Clyde. I am Patrick, I support the mighty Celtic and I find myself being good friends with a certain Scotty. I'm Scott and I support Rangers but I find myself listening to Patrick and it's difficult at times. So for that reason, our friend Steve is here to act as mediator. Honestly, boys, this sounds like the start of some sort of AA meeting. Hi, little of the week, gentlemen. I'm here to pose questions to the boys, settle the weekly debates, and ultimately keep the show on the road. Before we get started, a reminder to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please, and follow us at Boy Bear Pod, that's boy with an H, on Instagram. And just to let you know, we encourage you all to email us suggestions for topics to debate, trivia questions, or just whatever you like, really, to theboyandthebear at gmail.com. You really have opened a can of worms there. We've had some crackers in the last week. But what we like to do is start our podcast with Scott and Patrick providing a compliment for each other's teams. It has been an international break, so not too much to look back on, apart from Celtic's thrashing of Aberdeen and a routine win for Rangers away to Livingston. So I am going to buck the trend of the last few weeks and Paddy Boy, open the floor up to you. 6-0 against Aberdeen, so... Rightfully so. Is that what it's going to take from now on? Six goals for me just to get the first word. Well, like Scotty says, Aberdeen never turn up against Celtic, so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah I can't wait to it. discuss that. That's one for another time. <laughs> Compliment for Rangers. Am I right in saying that Dessers scored a goal? You are correct, yes. sir. Um, you would be correct in saying that the guy's also onside for the first time in his life, so um, well, thank a, you. <laughs> a wholehearted congratulations to Mr. Dessers. For yeah, he'll be thrilled. <laughs> A beautiful Belgian will be thrilled. He might he might not be able to score, but he's a beautiful bastard. He, he might really get his 10,000 steps next week, you never yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Paddy. Um, my compliment to you, and I'm sure listeners will know my hatred for Aberdeen by the end of this episode. So, um, I'm a Rangers fan. Sort of figures. Yeah, it's figured, but it's, it's there. Uh, I would say that that game against Aberdeen was a routine, just like that routine training day for you guys just turned up strolled it second gear pretty much just you know I'm pretty sure some of your players had loafers on it was that easy for them so um, congratulations on that I do have to say I I still I'm still not I know we're going to chat about the games I still don't know if we were if we just turned it on a little bit in the second half or if Aberdeen was like possibly the worst performance I've seen from a team at Celtic Park like shite Mate, for a really long time like since Joey Barton's Rangers team yeah <laughs> the big mighty Joey Hartman Barton <laughs> was it actually was it a compliment in there somewhere Scott or yeah it was just yeah, really what, what? easy it was easy for Celtic they had slippers <laughs> on the whole game I mean that's a compliment in itself they didn't have to turn up oh the levels the, the guys could have gone to the Savoy the night before and turned up <laughs> and still won you know so that's a compliment so <laughs> I'd take it more a compliment than Scott's that passively aggressive part. That's that's how I would that's how I would go. But uh, yeah, to be honest, boys, it lets us move on to some of the emails we've received this week, which I know have been putting smiles on your face. Um because as a mediator, I now find myself <laughs> receiving all of the abuse. Can I please, please read out this email? Because I've been Fantastic. absolutely choking on reading this out. Oh, the floor is yours, mate. On you go. So a massive thanks to uh, Ivan, who emailed in, and he's clearly taken umbrage with our, <laughs> with our mediator. Uh, I just want to get another quick low blow in uh, before I read this email out, Steve, because you did say in the predictions last week that Aberdeen are decent going forward. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, right. But anyway, uh, Ivan emailed in. Last week, uh, Steve decided to, you know, take take the opinion that Atletico Madrid are not an elite European side, which is something that I think united the boy and the bear, weirdly, against the mediator. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Ivan says, Hi, guys. I was listening to the previous episode on my way to fives when I heard Stephen come out with a whopper of a take. <laughs> On not a whopper of a take on not considering Atletico Madrid as an elite club. So thought I would need to email him to make a counter opinion. I believe Atletico have now taken over Borussia Dortmund as the team with the highest points per game ratio in Europe's top five leagues for 2023. Atletico are also one of the highest scorers in Europe just now. To me, this is an indicator of an elite club. And he's included a link which we'll put in the show notes for this episode that sort of backs up what he's saying. He says, enjoy the concept of the show and keep up the good work. So thank you very much. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, thanks, thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much. Um, watch, the, watch the cogs turning. Look at the, the cogs are turning. Uh, they don't have to turn. They don't have to turn very hard, to be honest with you. So one, congratulations. Do you know, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, just uh, you, wait. Uh, do, do, do you know the gif of the cat that's like typing furiously? Yeah. <laughs> right, so this email came in over the international break and you just know that Steve has been like boiling. He's just like simmering. Like... And he's he's been researching his stats. He's been putting the wee pins in the wall and we like were, mapping it round. And but he does he does have the right of reply. So here we go. Well, yeah. First of all, congratulations to Atletico Madrid for winning the high points trophy of last year, um, and same for the Borussia Dortmund. So yeah, <laughs> Atletico Madrid have not won a trophy, I believe, in or they've won one trophy in the last five years. I think it might be La Liga. <laughs> yeah. In twenty twenty, it's only, it's only <laughs> it's the bad, second best league in the, the world, like. But yeah, and twenty twenty. So let's let's spin it first of all. Before going with my argument, right? When did Liverpool win their title? I don't class Liverpool as an elite European team. Bollocks! Well, they definitely are. They're absolutely not. They don't even play in the elite European competition. Oh dearie me! So the definition of elite <laughs> is the absolute pinnacle of the sport in the precise moment of time. So you can't say like. So there's one elite club. No, there's there's two or three elite clubs. Craig Levine, St. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> elite is the absolute pinnacle of what you're aiming to achieve. So you're saying to me that you feel that Atletico Madrid are the same level as Manchester City. So is anyone who's not the pinnacle not elite? Then? Yeah, that's the definition of elite. Elite. So is, there's one elite club by your logic. No, there's two or three elite clubs. So you maybe got a Real Madrid who have obviously won the one um, league. I've won five of the last six Champions League, seven Champions League, whatever that might be. So you can put them in the in the bracket and same with maybe Bayern Munich if that's where you really want to extend the debate. The whole point of the argument last week was. For me, Atletico Madrid aren't going to win the Champions League this year. They've not proven in their history that they're capable of winning a Champions League. They've been to three finals in their whole history, lost all of them. So they're not, they don't qualify every single year, only with Diego Simeone, but they don't qualify to an extent every single season where you think, oh, they're going to win the competition. To me, they're not an elite European team. They're a very, very good European team, and it's no shame Celtic getting beat by them, but it is shame Celtic getting beat by them 6-0. Like it's not a Real Madrid just be that turned smashed. It's not a it's not a Real Madrid that turned up and did it last season uh, this season to them. It's a team that's probably going to get knocked out in the quarterfinals. Now, if they win it, happy days. I'll drive to Ivan's house and shake his hand. But <laughs> they're, they're not. So that's they're not an elite European team. And it's as simple but as that. On the definition of get... elite, on the definition of elite, they are not elite. But by your logic, then, like, how can you say Liverpool have won what, like six? 
Champions they're not an elite European team no but if they came back next season their history and everything that would come into it and if they if they won the Premier League and they came into it then maybe but you've got to perform so you're saying Liverpool aren't one of the elite sides in Europe right now no they're not no they're not even playing in the elite European competition so how can you define them as elite they're not going to win the Champions but then by your logic Celtic are more elite than Liverpool this season then. well yeah if you want to put they've got a chance of being but they haven't exactly shown that have they so like say, say Atletico do get to the quarterfinals right and I love that this is a podcast called The Boy and the Bear and we're debating Atletico yeah, Madrid. Yeah, I'm just sitting back you know, enjoying this for the listeners. No, you're coming in in a minute to help me out, so don't you shout out of this. Uh, I'm on my fence. Sh- like the, sh- if I'd like to get to the quarterfinals, then that surely means that they are one of the eight elite teams in Europe. They're one of the eight best sides. They're one of the eight best sides, but it doesn't mean... the one. Like you can't, you can't just say, where do you stop the definition of elite? I'll go back to my original question. Are, as, are Atletico Madrid to you boys as good as Man City? Obviously, no, not, they're not. Man City so they're not elite, elite club so as well. Elite, then. Are Real Madrid? Are Real Madrid as good as Man City? Could Real Madrid? Yes. yes. There you go. Real Madrid are an elite club. It's, it's basic logic. But I but th- only one. I of, think only one of the teams. Won sorry, it last but I think you you can add to that point. Like the Real Madrid and Man uh, Man City are on a total different stratosphere than every Cor- other team. Correct. And it's called elite. Yeah, but they're, they're, like, there's elite and then there's like... Non-elite. Like, honestly, no, boys, no, no, I, there's not because like it's like they're in a totally different playing field that not many people, from a financial point of view, right? But you're not telling me fucking Rodrigo de Paul is shiter than Calvin Phillips. Pish. Calvin Phillips shouldn't be playing for Man City, so therefore he's he not an elite player. doesn't play for Man City. Roger plays well, for Man City. Yeah, but he's still in the books, mate. Like That was my other... That's that was the, my other, That's the other wild take oh, you had is that they only God. had two... You said they only had like one world class player. Keeper's world class and Antoine Griezmann for me is world class. Rodrigo de Paul is not the best player in his position in the world or classed in probably the top five just because he's yeah, won a world cup. Yeah, there's Antoine Griezmann killing him back. Yes, he's he better than Griezmann. He doesn't play in the same position. No? They do. They're both forwards, both strikers. Well, they both played for France in different positions yesterday. One played as yeah his. because they, they, they fit in a system that worked to get <laughs> do the you best actually, of both. Do you watch football? I do. Do, do you? Do, do you? No, oh, anything else apart from you're not talking, you're talking, you've you're literally just and, oh, said, oh, just elite. You, there's only two clubs, but the thing is, elite Scott, is a status Scott, of you've everything. actually You've actually just made a better no. argument than me about being an elite club. You've just went, they're no, on a different I'm, stratosphere. You've yeah, actually because just said, from a financial point of view, no, that, and a that, performance point of view, take the finances no, out of it. No, fin- finances, are you, I'm sorry, no, pish. Because if Man City didn't have finance, they'd be fucking well, they direct. do, and they're elite. Uh huh, so end off. That's no, the end but, of the discussion. Like, I don't see... Nah, nah, I have to disagree with you. You can disagree what you want. You've just made your own argument. I haven't. No, it's a different... It's a different, like, argument. They're based on money, the two richest clubs in the world. The rest of them can't compete from a financial point of view. But that doesn't mean that Liverpool or Atletico Madrid, Bayern Munich aren't elite just because they don't have the same finances as the other two. So, so according to a recent study called the Football Club's Valuation... The European Elite 2023. S- Steve is right. Manchester City, having won the Champions League, are yeah. the, are at the yeah, top. Valued the highest. They they rose by like sixty four percent to then take the top spot. Then you've got Real Madrid in second, and then you still have as Europe listed as Europe's elite clubs. Manchester United, that's disputable. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Chelsea, PSG, the two. Uh, Tottenham and Arsenal London clubs Atleti then sit underneath that at 11th so you say in Arsenal would you say boys say Arsenal is an elite European club 
No, mm. they're no, above, no. but they're above Atletico Madrid. Yeah. So, it, but it's it, wrong. But then Man- Manchester wrong, United. Just read at the stats. Yeah, I'm just saying. And even then, like, I disagree you're with asking, them. You're asking about it's all about opinions. This podcast, that's what it is, isn't it? You can't have an opinion on elite. It's a definition, and you've literally just said that well, there's clubs just in a different hit. stratosphere, so yeah, they're not elite I, then. From a financial, financial stratosphere, my friend, financial. So, which doesn't give them. A, it's not a living playing field for elitism. It's it's just whoever's got the bigger pockets. Oh, I, I could have paid yourself. Sure. Nope, that's life. Nope, no. Oh, so who's who's crying? Who's spitting the dummy out now? Yeah, little fucker. That's right. You. <laughs> you can tell yeah. there's a lot of pent up anger between these two yeah. boys, but I've been Listen, spinning. Oh, I've been spinning plates, and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad you. So, thank you very much. Was it Ivan? Did you say sorry, Patrick? Ivan. Legend. Oh no! Don't get up on your high horse and say no. I've been spinning plates. Thank you very much, Ivan. No, no I think it, You've humped. the conclusion is it depends how you define, define elite. elite as you elite. can't just say there's one elite club. Yeah. You can't say there's one elite club in Europe. I didn't there's say there was one elite club in Europe. So, so if it's based on money, which obviously Real Madrid, money, it's based on performance. Real Madrid have won five of the last seven Champions Leagues based on performance. Man City won because the last. Because they've one. also spent more than any other team outside of Manchester mm. City. Have they? Over Are over the last five years. What? No. no, they haven't. Man United have. Yeah, but they're not. In so you're just making up discussing. stats now. Do you we're want to come prepared to this podcast? Argue with me? Yeah, you're well, just going to spaff I would say Man, Man. I'd say Man United one of the league. I'd say the clubs that tried to break away and form the Super League would be right up there. Yeah, Man United aren't an elite club though. They're just mismanaging. Oh, they're spent. not. Scott, they spent the most money. You just made an argument. Elite clubs. Well, spend so is Chelsea. Money. Chelsea spent them. Oh, so Chelsea you're making even better arguments for me then. No, you're, you're, I'm just counteracting your point. I'm just is saying, your like, point? they can, yes, they compete to buy the best players. You look at Man City's squad, player for player. It's, it's mm-hmm. they just go out and spend what they want. So therefore, they've gained an advantage from an elitist point of view. I'm not saying they're not elite. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you're asking me, about my opinion. I don't think they're elite because they've bought their way to elitism. Well, can I just can I just say, Scotty, that actually, so, uh, Man- you're, you're saying you're saying it's on one metric, and I'm trying to say it's not. It well, I'm, actually, I'm actually going to counter, I'm actually going to counteract your metric once more. Man City actually made a profit on uh, transfers last season when they won the. Yeah, let's not get into that. That's that's called fraudulent behaviour. So, <laughs> just, so let's let's just not go there. They, they should they right should be deducted 115 points for their fucking. And cheating, I don't disagree so. with it. I'm just saying elite is elite, and yeah. to me that uh, yeah. Well, let's go back to the main point. It was embarrassing that Celtic got beat by Atletico Madrid six 0 It's funny, was it? It's funny. I really enjoyed myself that night. Um, throw it out to the listeners. Say, who, what do you think an elite club is? Who do you think elite clubs are? Are Atletico Madrid an elite club? I think it's clear where we stand on this. Depends how you define it for me. I'd, there's I'd performance, define, there's financial, and yeah, there's historical. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you define an elite club as someone who's never won that tournament, then crack on. Well, you don't define Liverpool as it, so you crack on. Not this season, though. No. But they're an elite football team. They're an elite level football team. Okay, they might not be performing at the level this year, but... Overall, from a historical point of view, they are an elite team. And you could maybe make that argument. You certainly can't make the argument for Atletico Madrid. I think you can. You can. Well, you boys have tried. But yeah, if the listeners want to, uh, if the listeners want to write in further, you, <laughs> you can see what sort of reply it gets. Cheers, Ivan. Yeah, cheers, Ivan. See what you started, Ivan. We had a nice vibe going on. <laughs> oh, that was that was fun. You're an elite prick. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for a day where Simi wanted to turn up at your door and fucking headbutt you. <laughs> <laughs> so to, let's just let's just finish this is it embarrassing for Aberdeen to get beat 6-0 by Celtic yes right. yes what's the difference I didn't say it wasn't because embarrassing it, for Celtic to get beat 6-0 we're not, talk, we're not talking about embarrassment you just changed the argument because you've just lost and you're trying to dig your way out of the point we're not saying that it's an it's an embarrassment but, to get beat 6-0 did, at did, any did level did but, Celtic learn anything from beating Aberdeen 6-0 like is it 
I would argue yes. I think the fringe player is really impressed and they came on. That's been the criticism of Celtic recently is that there's no strength and depth in that we've been putting players on and the performance levels have noticeably dipped. Whereas in the Aberdeen in the Aberdeen performance, we had O coming on and scoring a couple of goals. You had Turnbull showing what he has to offer yet again. Even players like Burnaby got a run out. And I actually think Rodgers will have learned a lot from seeing the energy of these players and the desire of these players and what they can do and what they can what they can offer. Because it would have been so easy for Celtic to be 2 or 3-0 up and just sit back and see the game out and they didn't. They kept going. I think it's really easy to look impressive when the team you're facing just lies down in a sleeping bag and pretends that they can't be bothered playing football. So in a week where the Bears' main Sky Sports cheerleader um, talked about Aberdeen lying down to Celtic on a constant basis, gentlemen, let's open up that debate. It'll be interesting to see if you know a team like Motherwell, these fringe players, come on and actually do something when a team like that tries against Celtic. So do you know what's interesting? Um, like Chris Sutton years ago got absolutely hammered for saying that Dunfermline lay down to Rangers when Rangers won the league that day on goal difference. They didn't know. They're just, well, they got outclassed. But, and Rangers fans they got battled. Out, go tonto saying that Aberdeen lie down to Celtic in the only turn half against Rangers. They do, mate. Come on, they do. So, wait, there is, know, there is. That's, so con- do. that's so hypocritical. It's not, though. Because Dunfermline. Aberdeen raised their level against the rivals. What have Dun- Dunfermline haven't been in the top flight for donks, man? And there's a reason because they're not a good club. Aberdeen claim to be the third best team in Scotland want to lay a marker down to the old firm, want to win the league, want to challenge, but yet they only turn up for four games a season and that is four games against us, whereas they have the squad, they've proven it, that they can go to Europe, get good performances against decent European competition, but yet somehow turn up to Celtic, whether it's home or away, and can't even lay a glove on them. And you're telling well, me you that's the third Celtic, best then? Mm, we've just been shite. We've been absolute shite. That's why we. So no, I can, how can you apply the same logic to Aberdeen? Well, this is what I'm saying. If you, I'm just saying that they claim to have the third best squad. They claim to be the third best. You team. claim to have the best. <laughs> well, I, I don't physically, but um, some people in my support do. Um, but I do not claim to be to that Rangers are the best, and that's why we've gone through three managers. So, um, but to me, Aberdeen just. You know, there's a reason why they're not challenging, they're not breaking that top two. It's because they only turn up for four games a season. So you can't say that you don't finish third and uh, turn up for four games. But they they do, mate. I'm they just do. looking back on the stats, and um, I think I'm right in saying that last time Aberdeen beat Celtic was in 2018. Yeah, one nil. Parkhead, Park yeah. So this is a dead rubber. The third best team in Scotland have exactly. not beat the best team in Scotland for five years. Coming on, yeah, coming on six. That's but, you know by patterns and maths, that's how it should be. You know, the, the the best team in Scotland should be beating the third team, the third best team every time they play. How many times have Rangers beat Celtic in recent in recent times? Not as many. We went through that period of Gerard. We didn't Where you, lose we didn't lose. game for thirteen games. So yeah, I'm not even sure if Aberdeen have got a draw in that process. So, it's just listen for me. No, I'm just say, sorry. No, I'm just you saying crack on I me. don't think they turn up from a from a visual point of view, let alone from a points number. They just it's not hard to see on the eye that they they're not as steely in their tackles. They don't try and pass with the same intention. They're not trying to like 
grab that goal at the top. They're just kind of they seem to be forgetting how can to I, play football. And especially you look at sorry, look at the six 0 Some of that defending. You look at their defending against Pyote, is it the Greek club? They defended with their lives to hold on to that point. So where's that same determination to defend their box against Celtic when Celtic could you could argue that Celtic are a a, a better team th- than Pyoke. But Aberdeen lie down in the defensive point of view. That's my that's my point. I think I don't think it's hard to see on an eye test that they they don't perform. Patrick, so, Patrick, sorry. do you think some of it is down to genuine fear or genuine belief that Aberdeen are just at a stage now where they they think they're going to turn up and get beat by Celtic? It's not a it's not a deliberate thing. They're just you turn up Celtic Park or Celtic are coming up to Aberdeen and they just already know they're they're beat. I think it could be that. Yeah, there could be. I mean, that sounds so arrogant to say, but. There could be an inf- inferiority complex when you visit Parkhead or when Celtic come to play. But I, I think it's a bit of a daft point. Like Every team raises their game to play against rivals. Like, <laughs> I, I, when I was playing football, you know, I would, I'd have an extra bit of fire in my belly if I was playing against a team that we had a rivalry against. Like, it's the... So I, I don't understand the point. Of, oh, it's really annoying that this team play, this team try against us. It just feels like completely daft logic. No, I I think it's to go inside. I I take your point. I totally get your point. But I think it's to take on board it. If you look at the, they're all they're doing is whining, saying that the old firm do nothing for the Scottish game. They they bring the Scottish game down. Yet they've had umpteen opportunities in the last ten years to lay a proper challenge when we've been up and down with our performances in the park, our performances. A boardroom level, the time that we want in the league for the four going seasons. <laughs> yeah, going bust. Well, we weren't in the league for four years. I would even finish second regularly and won a league cup. That's my point, though. You guys want that full strength. You guys weren't spending nearly hardly any money on like transfers. You were just kind of going through the motions because you knew that all you had to do was turn up, right? And that's my point. They can't claim to hate the old firm especially Rangers, and say that we do fuck all for Scottish football. Are they saying had... that? I've not seen any Aberdeen fans saying that. Nah, they do, mate. They do. I know I know a few. And it's... Do you? It's, it's the red... <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, well... But, unfortunately. Um, but it's the rhetoric. That it's the old firm's problem, that the plight of Scottish football. It's, it's the old firm's fault for not investing enough in Scottish football. And this is my point. If they gave a shit as much as they claim to do, then why would they not lay in a glove when they had the chance? When we weren't in the league, when you were under strength and not really performing at your best. Oh man, you're well, really you're having a go at them. Yeah, right? well, listen to, to spin the table. Um, Aberdeen obviously beat Rangers this season, which uh, I'll do the which, same with Hibs, which, which, which cost anyone. Michael Bealey's job. Which you've been raving about ever since. So it seems like you do have some things to thank Aberdeen for this season, Scotty. So let's let's swiftly move on to Rangers. Wait, just before you do, Steve, what do you think about the whole debate of the Rangers fans complaining about Aberdeen playing better against them? Well, apparently that's not that's not Rangers. Sorry, this is just Scott. This is just Scott's complaint. No, I've seen it, I've seen it plastered everywhere. Like Chris yeah, Boyd came out and had a big moan about it. It was ridiculous. Like, I don't think. Aberdeen lie down to uh, to Celtic. I think Rangers fans saying that certainly doesn't help the cause. I think there's a there's obviously been a historical needle with um, Rangers and Aberdeen. Probably their Aberdeen's biggest rival probably is Rangers. Um, and and yeah, 
I, th- I, th- I think it's what I said to you, Pat, in terms of the way I posed that question. I think Aberdeen think every single time they're playing Celtic now, they're, they're, they're going to get beat. I think that comes from Rangers being out of that league for such a long time and Aberdeen just used to f- constantly getting beat by Celtic and being second to them for all those seasons, getting beaten pretty much every single cup. Even the scarring that the, that Scottish Cup final must have had, when was it Tam Rogic stored, scored the winner? Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of that. And then also a lot of the Aberdeen players have been there quite a while. So... I think that I think that's a bit of a character trait that's now that's now going throughout the club. Um, yeah, and I think Rangers just need to start focusing on themselves. To be honest with you, Could, I couldn't agree. I, I know, and that's what I've been trying to say, like throughout this podcast so far, that we need to get our house in order. We need to get ourselves sorted before. I'm just making the point that you know the big house must stay <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> 2-0 win it Livy yeah um, <laughs> or do you, or do you only <laughs> want to speak about Celtic on this podcast no 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 I I, I thought it was I thought we started really well Livy like down Rangers uh, they probably do they're probably done exhausted um, nah you can't even say that about a David Martindale team doesn't like down to anyone um, you know but I would just say it's a routine when I thought we started really well um you know, that pitch has been notoriously tricky for both clubs over the years. You know, it always poses a problem. Um, we, we seem to make quite light work of them in the first 30-odd minutes. And then second half, it just kind of, I felt there was a few old habits coming back on display from certain players on that pitch. You know, like, just kind of slowing things up. You're trying to take too many touches, not really moving the ball quick enough whereas that was the complete opposite in the first half it was you know so um, yeah I, th- I think Clement's I think it's probably a good thing actually because it allows him to see you know the cracks are still you know there's still things that he needs to work on to get that drilled out of the players and I don't think he's under again I know we've talked about it but I don't think he's under any illusions about this team um, and what they're capable of and what kind of bad habits they've got so I was quite I was quite pl- quite pleased and um, I'm enjoying watching the football again Just just a little point there um, to show that football is very fickle uh, Livingston haven't beat Rangers since 2018 the same period that uh, since Aberdeen no. But Livingston don't have the same budget or the same I reckon they lie don't you mate but what I'm saying is they don't have the same they don't claim to be this big club when they're at you know they just say what you like I think they're one of Europe's elite clubs the final eight the final eight exactly they're one of Europe's best 500 yeah clubs. the only club to ever beat uh, Real Madrid in a, a European final what Livingston Aberdeen I was talking about but yeah <laughs> you're an Aberdeen <laughs> fan club. in disguise right <laughs> just an anti you fan to be honest with you you really came for me for that athletic cover thing so. I didn't come for you it was Ivan <laughs> <laughs> you asked me to get off my fence I came off my fence and this is what do I you know, do you know what's happened right that you've had a tough season and I tried to really back it with that yeah and then you took, you took umbrage right? to be getting called a bear every week it's not my fault your ego can handle it but <laughs> <laughs> So I tried to help you out, and then you absolutely came for me for the Atletico Madrid Celtic thing. And I was like, "What? What is going on here?" And then you've just carried that on this week. But isn't it amazing that you know we've started this podcast to explore the differences and the similarities between the Celtic and Rangers fans, and what we found that unites us is an absolute hatred of authority. Yeah, talk shit about our game. 
It's not happening. We can talk shit about the game, you. but you can't. <laughs> and just me in general, yeah. yeah. Um, it's that jacket you're wearing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Good one for the audio listeners there. <laughs> oh, wow. Based on some of the emails we've had this week, I would like to flip this round on you boys and say that the the listeners felt your trivia knowledge has been nothing short of piss poor. Yeah, so I can't disagree. No disagreement. So, <clears throat> I brought up on the on the podcast last week that we'd had some feedback from uh, Mr. Jordan Ritchie, um, stating that we oh, should friend. that we should <laughs> no friend of yours that we <laughs> should change the format of uh, the trivia questions to make it a little bit more fair for you boys. Um, from mm. there, we actually received an email from Ashley Dickey. So thank you very much, Ashley, for getting in touch. Thanks, Ashley. Um, Ashley said... Well, actually, I don't know if we should be thanking him. I don't yet. know if you should be thanking him, but this is an absolute belter. So this week's trivia question asked for by Ashley. Hey, gents, I'm a fellow bear and my brother is a boy. So you can imagine the grief my ma had to go through. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry for <laughs> His trivia question for this week. So coming for Scott first. Good luck, Scott. <clears throat> and this does is going to take some thought, Scotty boy. God, God. here we go. <laughs> oh no, so I'm nervous. No, no, no. Yeah, I, you ready? Can you name the past ten Rangers managers in a row? Oh, is that including interim or f- just full, full time? No, full, full managers. Full managers. Name Marty's. There's a clue. Okay. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, I'll give you interim. No, I'll go interim. Oh, he's giving Scotty a flipping point now. I know, well, but he has to get quite far down the list. Well, the thing is, I did, I did ask, right? So do you want me to... It's interim. Yep. Um, yep. So we're starting with most recent. Most recent. Actually, you can go in any order you want, Scotty, but most recent probably makes okay. sense. But he has to get the order right. He has to get the order right. That's amazing. Right. So obviously, Philippe Clement. Yep. <laughs> Now, this person was an interim charge for two games, but I take it he's not on the list. No, he's not on That's the list. That's fine. No. So it would be. Was that person Stephen Davis? Yep. Um, yeah, well, but... I was waiting for Scott to answer that. <laughs> um, so I'll go not with. The... No <laughs> I'm scared to talk there in case I lost the point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got uh, Michael McBeal. Um, yeah. That's incorrect. It's yeah, actually know, Michael Beale. It's, it's a running theme you pick, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Yep. Uh, Stephen Gerrard. Mm-hmm. Now I am gonna, I'm gonna give one slight clue here. Mm-hmm. Okay, this person, the next person, was only in temporary charge for two weeks. Fuck. And the person before him was also. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, let you get this yeah, one first. Because yeah, yeah. um, it was in between the Pedro and Gerard era, and I, ca- I think I'm correct in that response. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Irish guy, what was his name? Fuck. Oh, I've got it. Oh, fuck. I've done so well so far. Um, Just relax. Yeah, no, I'm trying. I can cover for you. I, I can talk about stuff. Yeah. Sorry, thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. Um, Atletico is... Madrid are an elite European club. <laughs> Just let Scott um, focus on one thing at a time. Come on. Shit. I've forgotten the guy's name as well. Oh, no. Can I come? 
What I'm going to do though, what I'm going to do, back to him. no, you can't come back to him. What you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you finish the rest because if you don't do, if you do better than Patrick and manage the nine out of ten, I will give you the point and vice versa. Okay, hang Patrick on. Does what better. if I know who this person is? Let's just focus on your own managers, Scotty. Who's next? Uh, so, Graham Marty. Yep, would be in between this person um, and Gerard. So it's Graham Marty. Mm-hmm. Pedro Cachina. Mm-hmm. Hero. This bit's brilliant. Mm. See, that makes me feel like it's a curveball. I'd like to thank Ashley for this. This is fantastic yeah. Thanks, research. Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Oh, it's um, great for the listeners just listening to periods of complete silence. Sorry, I'm trying to think here. You know, it's a like, bit of a joke. You can't name your last 10 managers, if I'm being honest. Yeah, well, I'm just trying. I've fucked every other question. I'm just think, trying to take my time. I, I think, think for any other club that would be a joke, but see for the basket club that is Rangers <laughs> in the last ten years, I think it's fair enough. Yeah, yeah but it's not as if he has to look back as far as you. Um, say, Warburton. Wrong, but he is next Ooh. on the list, and then go the one before that, Scotty. So one after Warburton, or the one, the before one before Warburton, <laughs> the one before me. Well, it'll be Marty again. It'll be Marty again. Yeah, not? you yeah. know. Well, between Marty and Kishinia. And then between Kishinya and... Yep, that's correct. Would you yeah, like so to rephrase Mar- your answer? Yep, so go... So oh my God, Marte, this is one question. Mar- I know, Scotty. Marty, Kishinya, Marty, yeah. correct. Next. Uh-huh. Warburton. Next. And then it would have been... Shit. Uh, Ali McCoyst. No. No? <clears throat> it was you know Stuart that. McCall. So it was. Patrick, would you like to name the one you thought it was in between all that? Was it Jimmy Nickel? Yeah, it was it. Jimmy Nichol. Couldn't mind. I knew he was Irish. I just couldn't mind his name. Thanks. So was that eight? That was eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. But to be honest, you it took you about eight minutes. I did take eight no minutes. Circum- it took four minutes. Fuck off. <laughs> four minutes. Under no account. circumstances does Scott get eight points for that. <laughs> no, he doesn't know. No, it's not eight we'll points. We'll see how you get on. We'll see how you get on. Right, Paddy boy, take it away. What? Your last ten managers, please. Oh, you're joking. Aye, look who's, look who's humped now, eh? Oh, is that the question for me as well, is it? That is a question. Oh, I didn't realise that. I was so busy hanging around. Get it up, you. Look at you, smug. Look at you. Smile wiped right off your face. I didn't yeah. want to say okay. to you in between because then you could have Googled the answers and I didn't want to bring any suspect of cheating into this podcast. So I had to, yeah. Is this once again including interim management? Exact same rules, yeah. I forgot about my call. I'm raging okay. about that. Full-time appointments, Paddy. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give it a go. Brendan Rogers. Yep, this season. And then before that, you've got Big Ange, Postcoglu. Yep. Um, this is where I might raise a bit of contention because John Kennedy was appointed between Ange Correct, yep. and Neil Lennon. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, before that Lennon appointment, I'm sure there was another John Kennedy interim appointment. Mm-hmm. Then that was between Lenny and the first Rogers era. Yes. Um, now, I'm trying to remember if there was an interim between the last guy. You don't need to worry about the interims. Right, okay. Well, Ashley's made it easier for him. Thanks, Ashley. That's great. <laughs> some some bear you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it'd be Ronnie Dyla. Yes. Um, and he came after the first Neil Lennon stint. Correct. And Lennon came after Tony Mowbray. Correct. 
who succeeded Gordon Strachan. Correct. Who took over from Martin O'Neill. Seamless. Yeah, I mean, you've honestly had a bear trying to throw curveballs in the way, Scotty, and you still cocked up your bit, and I'm going to give that to Patrick. So moving on to predictions. The scores on the doors um, coming up to this weekend's fixtures are Paddy with 19 points, Steve with 18 points and Scotty with 18 points. Next we have Rangers up to our way up to Aberdeen. We're, uh, <laughs> Couldn't write it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Aberdeen will have the lights on. And Celtic at home to Motherwell. So, Paddy boy, your predictions please. Um, Aberdeen 2, Rangers 1. <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons I've got it and Celtic 4 Motherwell nil. ok Scotty boy nice uh, I'll go 3-1 to Rangers uh, I think we're out for revenge I think we're a different team under Clement so uh, I'll just go a score reversal and for Celtic I'll say 3-0 versus Motherwell I said that our team were really good going forward last week <laughs> <laughs> don't want to stand by that I <laughs> you know what fuck you Aberdeen 2 Rangers 2 and I'm going to nice. go for a Celtic to have a, at home and after the Nationals Cal McGregor ran every blade of grass I'm going to go Celtic to win that 3-1 you have been listening to The Boy and the Bear you've seen what listener feedback does to us if you want more of that then please get in touch with us at theboyandthebear at gmail.com that is boy with an A and please do follow us on Instagram at boybearpod Hail, hail. Follow, follow. <laughs> Cheers, boys. What a stressful. Uh, Wait, was that all you paused the recording to say? Jesus. Yeah, was I? Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's worse than missing Jimmy Nichol and Stuart McCall. <laughs> 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 <laughs>